0: on this episode of geek out loud well you'd think things were calming down as far as geekdom goes but not at all i've got a whole lot of stuff i didn't talk about on the last episode to squeeze in on this episode of your safe place to geek out this is the geek out loud podcast Welcome everyone to Geek Out Loud, your safe place to geek out on the internet. My name is Steve Glosson. So glad to be along with you. And here we are, geeking out once again, together, celebrating the things that we love, ignoring the things that we don't love, and just trying to have a good time. Trying to have a good time. Wait, what is that? What is that song? Good times and a time remember, good times. Yeah, that's the old. It's an old sitcom, is what that is. It's called Good Times. Dino, Mike, you remember? You know, you remember? You know, you were there. You remember this stuff? We we're all a part of it. It was part of our lives. Pop culture. It's woven in the uh, tapestry of of pop culture. We are on the on the eveish of. Uh, force friday i don't know what they're calling it this year really not a big deal not not much happening as far as i know um outside of toys r us is going to be doing some midnight promotions uh with their new star wars merchandise it'll be hitting the shelves at 1201 there is a toys r us in town i'm just not i don't know i think that i made a decision today i think i've got to just quit for a little while i think i've got to let it go i think i've got to miss a miss a chunk of um i'm gonna have to miss a chunk of figures and stuff not because i don't like them but just priorities priorities you know how you know sometimes you got to do that stuff in life so uh we'll be we'll be uh we'll be watching though we'll be watching seeing what people haul in and i don't know who knows who knows if i'll be able to uh to resist the call it's a it's it's a it's a disease it's an addiction and you know sometimes It's hard to just quit cold turkey. You know, sometimes you have to wean yourself off. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) How do you wean yourself off of collecting figures? Well, we'll just go with the three and three quarter inch and leave the black series. Or we'll just go with one black series figure, you know, and slowly but surely wean yourself off of what's going on. With all the collecting, we'll talk a little bit more about that later on in the show as we get into things. Uh, before we do, though, we will just want to say thanks to all of our Patreon supporters, those of you who support us monthly via Patreon. You're the reason that we're doing Geek Out Louds, Rock Out Louds, Mark Out Louds, Disney Vault Talks. Uh, the Big Hawking show is on every day now, live at mixercom Golaverse. Uh, just watch that Twitter and you can tune in. The reason we're able to do that is because of you, the um, the supporters of Patreon. We're a little over halfway to our goal of hitting um, hitting a live Geek Out Loud every day, and I have plans in place for Geek Out Loud. Watch your podcast feeds in the next couple of weeks, because we may be doing something to sell you on the idea of a daily Geek Out Loud, just something uh, we're going to put together maybe a week's worth to show you. By daily, I mean week daily, Monday through Friday. Um, you know, You're looking at 30-minute shows every day that will cover different things each day, and um and and go right into your podcast feed but we've got to get to the point where i can take the time that is going to require for editing for recording for posting all that stuff and uh and that's where patreon comes in the deal is if everyone who downloads these episodes would just go chip in a buck we'd be there we would be there so but we thank you all who are and and um you know we we try to keep everything as free as possible and there's a few exclusive podcasts and Whenever there's a good parody song that comes out, we give it to all the Patreon supporters exclusively. So, uh, when you ask about some of the parodies that you've heard on some of the shows, uh, and and you want to know how to get your hands on them, that's one way. That that's one of those things that happened. That we reserve those things for Patreon supporters. And we've had some great parodies uh, sent into the Big Honkin' Show as of late. And I've asked uh, the maker of said parodies, one Shaz Bazaar, of techno retro dads if uh, i had his permission to put these things out on patreon and uh and he said yes and here lately the the winning song has been this one it's all about the pumpkin spice craze that's been sweeping the land that sweeps the land every fall when uh when when pumpkin spice is all the rage and I was talking about how much I hate it on the Big Honkin' Show, and that's what this is all about. Please just explain to me why this can't be a year-round thing, then everyone won't be excited about it. Oh, I love pumpkin right. I love pumpkins. I'm like an old country bumpkin The fragrance, it hits me It smells like a pumpkin pie When it tastes so fine Ready for the season like the leaves And it'll change my mind When I'm pouring the milk in the bowl Pour too much in a Russian I'm a loose gun Love it, believe it You gotta choose soon You gotta use the right spoon No No other way. way Bring it back to my mouth And I taste it Cinnamon, nutmeg, and ginger Don't waste it Spice, spice, baby To a jack-o'-lantern. When you're talking spice, then there's no bacon. I'd rather be eating a pound of bacon. Seasonal, like it ain't artificial. I go crazy when I hear them all talk about that. In a soup or an Oreo, it's in a roll. And they put it in yo Roll it. it up in some dough with cinnamon, but only for show. The yuppies on not stand by at Starbucks in the line. Did you stop? No, I just drove by. I kept on. Pursuing to the next stop, I busted left and headed to the next block. It was there again, yo, so I continued to pass the spice. And you should too. Lattes, hot tall, vintage grand, skinny. No matter the size, I don't want any pumpkin. Spice anywhere near mine Maybe a glaze of the crispy kind Ready for the pumpkin to fall The folks are acting ill Cause they're full of spice, y'all Spice shots just to make a sale Licorice finds any cheese and shells People will buy it up so fast Jump in the car, burn up the gas Bumper to bumper, the Starbucks is packed I try to get away, but peppermint's next Flavor on the scene, you know what I mean They get to winter, and it's all that they scream This is a problem, yo, I can't solve it But check out the hook while my boy Shaz revolves it Spice, spice, baby Uh, so that was fun That was a good thing And I, and, and I can't say thank you enough to Shaz Bazaar For letting me be a part of that I, When he started sending in parodies I was like oh man this is like in my wheelhouse And I just couldn't wait to uh, to jump in on, on his turf And he was gracious enough to let me jump in on that song And I appreciate it I had a great time doing it But those kind of things will all um, Will go up on the Patreon Where you can support us at patreon.com Our featured supporter of this episode is Brian Beatty the human bullet. Brian can propel himself at great speeds and upon impact cause an explosion from energy swirling in his body. He, of course, remains unscathed in the process. That's our featured supporter for this episode, Brian Beatty. So let's get into some emails. Three, oh yeah. still got a ton of emails. You can email us if you've got something on your mind, something you want to talk about that you've been geeking out about. You can email us at geekoutonline at gmail.com. Geekoutonline at gmail.com. This is from the not-so-mysterious Chickafant. Hey there, Mr. Glosson. It's been a while since I've written in, but my family and I have continued to enjoy the goodness that the Golaverse has been offering up over the past month or so. From your fun, knotted celebration coverage, to rain delays, and Rogue One, and, of course, August's past the Corn episode. Thanks for all the continued great entertainment. In a recent episode, a fellow listener asked, if I remember correctly, his name was Wes, uh, asked about where my name came from. Wes was correct when he wondered if it came from an episode of The Lost Saucer from the world of Sid and Marty Croft. When my parents adopted me from an Ikea in Seattle before MySpace started, to give you an idea of how long we've been in a family, my parents wanted to give me a name that was unique and represented something they both enjoyed during their childhood. After discussing different Sid and Marty Croft characters and shows, among other things they both enjoyed in the 70s, they settled on a creature from the episode of The Lost Saucer. The title of the episode is Valley of the Chickafants, where there's a creature that's half chicken and half elephant called a chickafant. Huh. The chickafants must have been a popular character because the Lost Saucer returned a visit in a follow up episode called Return to the Valley of the Chickafants. The episode's on YouTube if you wanted to check it out. A little after the six minute mark, you'll meet the creature that my parents named me after. We look nothing alike. I hope you don't mind me sharing a little bit about where my name came from. Thanks to Wes for being on point about its origin and asking the question. Maybe I'll get to meet Wes and other members of the Goldiverse family at future events. Thanks for all the fun and positive energy you bring to the universe. My family and I will keep listening. We look forward to seeing whenever our paths cross again. And that's from the ChickaFant. I can't stress you enough that if you're at a Star Wars event of some sort, particularly if you're at Celebration maybe in April or whatever, uh, keep an eye out for people carrying a little stuffed chicken around and people taking a, uh, a a picture with it because that is the chickcophant and um <clears throat> and so uh, i lost i i got wendy cooper tweeted me and i've got the twitter up and there it is right there wendy cooper from the high desert has completely derailed me if you're at a star wars event and you see people taking a picture with the chicken that's the chickafant and uh and they're great people so go let them know you heard about them on geek out loud and say hello and and uh and and talk to them and and let them know that you appreciate them listening to geek out loud and their support of geek out loud because they do support chickafant is a supporter Uh, this comes from Matt C. He says, he says, Steve. That's how he starts his email. Steve. Almost like, um, William Shatner. Bones. On August 8th was the 30th anniversary of the Transformers, the the movie animated. Was hoping you'd take time to reflect on this icon of geekdom from our youth. I love this movie and had it on constant rotation with Star Wars and Indy. I know you're a Transformers fan, but don't recall you ever talking about this movie. Thank you for your time. Keep up the hard work you do, and May the force be with you. May the force be with you, Matt C. Um, The best place to hear me talk right now, currently, about Transformers the Movie is the episode I did with Shaz and Schwa um, on Techno Retro Dads. I'm not sure what number that is. I don't think Shaz is in the chat with us tonight. Um, But he would be able to tell you better than I could exactly what episode it was. And... um, And so if you can, uh, if if you'll give a look over there, I talk about it in depth there. I will say this because you said, let's reflect upon it for a moment. Let's reflect. Here are my thoughts about Transformers, the movie. And this is from someone who's not seen any of the Pokemon movies, um, or any other, or the Rugrats movie or any of the SpongeBob movies. Okay. But for my money, there's no other animated film based on an animated television series that does nearly the job as well as Transformers the movie. Transformers the movie was a cultural touchstone for people my age because it, for many children, it was like, oh, the good guys can die. People can, you know, this the fantasy of everybody lives was taken away. And I don't say that's necessarily a good thing, but I am saying it was a cultural impactful thing the death of optimus prime was a big deal and that's the big takeaway that everyone has from that movie and rightfully so but in the in the opening five ten minutes will jack um Ironhide, ratchet i feel like if i was doing it fast enough it could have been a wrap will jack Ironhide, ratchet cliff jumper all these guys just get they get taken out by megatron and the septicons and then um gee whiz by the time it's all said and done that you know you're either have Decepticons who've been completely transformed into new Decepticons by Unicron, or they've been wiped out. And, and, and Starscream was turned to dust. Turned to dust by Galvatron. Um, it's a violent movie, you know, but it's robot on robot violence, so it's okay. But uh, along with that, to make sure that this thing got rated PG, they threw some cuss words in, which was just scandalous to kids of the 80s. If you lived in my neighborhood, you know, grew up with with my circle of friends, oh, it was scandalous that cartoons would cuss. It was, it was unthinkable. And, but ultimately, you had fantastic music. You know, I, I've said before that the soundtrack had a heavy metal feel to it and, it, and it made you feel cool. It wasn't, not that there's anything wrong with any of the cartoon intros and stuff, but this was like, it felt like legit, real rock and roll music. And so you felt like, oh, this is cooler than, just the cartoons we watch on TV, and and you felt like it was something that you could be. You just it 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 was elevated. This movie was elevated to a higher plane than just your typical afternoon cartoon fare, and and I've never seen another one that does that. G.I. Joe the movie was going to try, but after the backlash of Optimus Prime dying, rather than kill Duke, they put him in a coma. And we hear at the end, Duke's going to be okay. But even that story was so weird and all the stuff with like the, the Cobra Law or whatever it was, was just really, really weird. And... Excuse me. Wow. That was a yawn that came out of nowhere, ladies and gentlemen. Um... It was, it was, G.I. Joe was weird. That movie was just kind of strange, you know. You, and, and I think that if there is one drawback to those 80s movies like that, outside of like your Secret of the Sword, the He-Man Secret of the Sword, and the Christmas special, because they didn't do any shaking up then. <laughs> Filmation did not shake up the formula they had. Um, I, I just feel like that what kids wanted to see. Was the characters they knew and loved, you know, duking it out on on a, on a on a stage that was bigger than the thirty minute stage that they got day to day, and to see it in in just a bigger way, and in an effort to sell toys and to kind of change up their toy line, Hasbro's like, well, we got to do this, and so they did, and 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 where and where it worked with Transformers, it didn't quite work so much with um with the gi joe movie but transformers is just is fantastic it is it is it is just a it is a touchstone of 80s geekdom and 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 it's another one of those things that's just woven into the pop culture fabric uh dustin has emailed in with the subject line transformers says i was thrilled to hear hear steric again it'd been a while It was like meeting up with an old friend. I just listened to the Techno Retro Dads episode you were on, and it has inspired this Transformers-centric email. Have you seen the Transformers Prime animated series? It's awesome and currently available on Netflix. There are three seasons, along with a made-for-TV movie finale. The third season is a little weak, but overall the series is great. Frank Welker voices Megatron, Peter Cullen voices Optimus Prime. The stories are great, and they dive deep into the Transformers mythology. I have some nitpicks with a few aspects of the show, but I found it to be a worthy chapter, in the overall Transformers saga. You mentioned the book Transformers of and Techno Retro Dads, and I want to let you know about a special book I have in my possession. This, my friend, pictures attached, is the Covenant of the Primus, given to me by Alpha Trion. The book contains a collective history of the Transformers. While I have the original, others can can, can attain a copy at Amazon. And this is one of those cool books. They did this with some of the Star Wars stuff, with like the, the secrets of the, the Path of Jedi and the secrets of the Sith where there's actually an apparatus where the it's the Autobot simulator opens up and the book comes raising up out of it and it's pretty cool so uh he says that's all for now I gotta get back to my Padawans and that's from Dustin Dad L he says the last father of Krypton thank you Dustin um I'll check that book out on your recommendation Mark says hey Steve how are you I'm fine Mark thank you so much for asking you know it's been a long day I'm a little tired but um you know nothing that, a, that sleeping won't handle won't take care of but you know what thanks so much for asking mark it means the world to me hope you have a great day see you later i love listening to your geek out loud and rock out loud podcast in addition to you and Kristen, i love def leopard being their biggest fan maybe fourth or fifth who knows but i want to comment about something you said in your latest episode the nostalgia one in your illustration of being the most knowledgeable nerd in the room i can relate to that to agree when i'm that passion about something be it star wars or x-men or whatever i would research the heck out of it so i would have a ton of information about it swirling around in my brain the thing that's different is that i wouldn't try to show off back to your illustration i think it's the other middle-aged nerdy guy from from the simpsons i don't know his name oh that'd be the comic book guy but i think he's the standard voice we adopt when describing the the something nerdy and know it all type of guy it makes it fun periodic par- parody it parodic, parodic. Is that a word? Parodic? Is parodic a word? P A R O D I C. Is that would that be pertaining to parody? You know what? You know what it's time for? Thanks to Mark. We've just entered into this favorite segment of all of us. Let me google that for you. Parodic. P A R O D I C parodic yes uh, it is having or of the nature of parody having or of the nature of parody okay boom so I I said it right parodic parodic um my point is that I never wanted to give the impression I was superior to someone in regards to knowledge about some fandom I wanted to dig into the subject with them and find out what they liked or disliked and such as you got me saying that now thanks but if they knew little about it i would take the opportunity to tell them about what i loved about it and maybe introduce them to an issue of a comic or an episode of a series that i love i feel that's better than try to find some common ground with someone rather than to lord over them see how much smarter i am than you can't kind of thing anyhow that's my two cents steve thank you so much for doing what you do i enjoy listening to what you have to talk about i find it interesting to hear different differing as well as similar perspectives as mine on your shows. I look forward to hearing more rock on. And that's Mark from Colorado. Thank you, Mark. Mark, that's what geek out loud tries to be. We really do. When, when I was talking about being the smartest guy in the room, smartest nerd in the room, I feel like that's a tendency for a lot of us. And I used to be that way. Um, but also, you know, I became the guy who had to learn to introduce people to my geeky stuff in small nuggets that they could kind of consume and not throw it all on them at one time. Um, I got tired of the whole smartest person in the room kind of thing. And so uh, that's what Geek Out Loud all about. Just kind of a place where people can exchange ideas. That's why I, why I read so many emails and, and why um, why I talk about, you know, we're a safe place to geek out. Not that we're always going to agree on our opinions and stuff, but I'm not going to bash someone because their opinion differs from mine unless they like Star Trek or Twilight. I mean, that's the deal, and people know that um michael long has a comment and a much asked question he says i just want to thank you for the extreme entertainment from geek out loud extreme entertainment i'm a geek dad and you guys rock now listening to all the podcasts will be supporting on patreon well thank you michael long i appreciate that p.s real quick question i love the intro music for geek out loud where did you find such a high quality super friends theme i'd like to get my hands on that version for my phone well michael long i will confess to you and everyone else it's called the version that i use is called that time is now it was a version that the cartoon network used back long time ago when they were actually airing old cartoons and they didn't have as much original content as they do today and um one of the and this would be one of those things they do to promote that super friends was coming on or as they were cutting the commercials that sort of thing they may still use it on boomerang i don't know But it's called Super Friends, that time is now. And the place where I got my copy, and I've chipped it up a little bit to to fit into the intro. I mean not much. Uh, but you can find it at Super Supermanhomepage dot com. dot com has a great media page with all kinds of uh downloads and stuff. And so I would encourage you to you know, for all of your Superman needs, check out Superman homepage. I hadn't been there in a while though. Um I don't know why. I just haven't. It used to be a daily stop for me, was Superman homepage, much like site? If you guys remember KryptonSite.com, more on that momentarily. Cliff Barnes. Cliff Barnes has emailed, and he says, just finished goal number 193. Great episode. I always love reminiscing about the great old toys from my childhood in the 80s. I have to admit, my ears perked up a bit, and I got goosebumps when I heard the He-Man and the Masters of the Universe theme, a song I hadn't heard in a very long time cliff download the song and listen to it whenever you want to i'll also tell you this uh i don't know that i i don't know if they're getting ready to do something special with the he-man but it's kind of getting more and more difficult to find um those cartoons on dvd or whatever they took them all off of they were on hulu and they were on netflix and they're gone now um that show and the toys were some of my favorites back in the day i had a massive toy collection as a kid that started with star wars then he-man then dc superpowers collection g.i joe thundercats silver hooks etc even the bionic six nice i love that so much of the stuff has made a comeback these days my friend jordan has a theory about our generation that we found to be pretty accurate accurate way to go steve way to completely murder an easy word to say accurate i, saying, I think that's accurate um you were either a Transformers or a G.I. Joe kid growing up, but never really into both. Always one or the other. It sounds like you're more Transformers. I was definitely a G.I. Joe kid. Anyways, a while back you mentioned a local comic shop in your new town. I was wondering if you'd been back there or frequenting the store. I didn't have a local comic shop in, as a kid in my town. So my fandoms were based on the cartoon shows, toys, and movies. I say that to say this. See what I did there? A local shop opened up in my hometown in Marietta, Ohio back in 2005, and I started reading comics with my son, who was five years old. Then, is a way to get him into reading, said shop asylum comics just celebrated their eleventh anniversary this past week. I became friends with the stone or, store owner, not the stone order, the stone. O, the mm, there we go. Mm. 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 <laughs> the store owner Jordan Lowe over the past over the years, and now uh, with two friends, the illustrious Michael K. Easton and the Grand Master, uh, host our own podcast and podcast network, Capow, the Pop Culture Podcast. What did you just slip in? Cliff Barnes. Did you just slip in a plug into an email? Cliff Barnes. The Kapow, K A. Dash P O W. The Pop Cultured Podcast. W Down with Dot Com is a fun show about comics, TV, movies. And uh, the leading Pearl Mutter podcast. I love what you're doing on the Goldaverse. I want to thank you for your hard work because you've inspired so many people like myself to not be ashamed of the things we love and feel free to geek out whenever and however we want. Well, to steal a line from my good friend Jimmy Mac, Cliff, say it loud, say it proud, and well done on you for slipping in. I mean, just slapping me upside the face with a podcast plug. And as to put Salve on my egotistical wounds, Cliff says, I love the episode of my Star Wars story you did a while back. Much of your childhood stories were like listening to my own except for growing up in Ohio. Well, thank you. That's episode three of my Star Wars story. If you've not listened, go give it a listen and go listen to all of those. They're great. Scott Rifen does a great job with my Star Wars story. Um, I want to go back. I don't know that I was more of a Transformers kid than a G.I. Joe kid. Those Those were... Those were right on par with me in my life. I maybe Transformers edged out a little bit GI Joe, but not by much. Not by much at all. Um they always felt and maybe it was the Hasbro connection, maybe it was the way they were animated, you know, similar voices and stuff on the on the on the old TV shows. They always felt very and maybe it's because eventually I don't know why I can't stop yawning tonight. Maybe eventually it's because they eventually did really cross over, but they always felt kind of the same universe to me. So they were right there together. Transformers probably did edge G.I. Joe out a little bit, but I wouldn't say I was a because I had a ton of G. I. Joe stuff. And um and love G. I. Joe and I liked the G. I. Joe stuff because it was fun to really have G. I. Joe meet Star Wars because though the G. I. Joe were more, you know, they had more joints and stuff they were the same size and and they could fit in each other's vehicles and stuff if you needed to take some do some uh do some team up uh type um what's the word i'm looking for um team up type adventures finally brian Beatty, our featured supporter sent in this email he says i want to follow up on something that was touched on in a recent geek out loud which are the all time classic 70s and 80s TV shows that haven't aged so well. Now, I brought up the Incredible Hulk show in the chat and how trying to introduce my kids fell flat because of the pacing and lack of action. Even I struggled watching the pilot, and that's having loved the show as a kid. And while they checked out before the Hulk even showed up, they just laughed at Lou Ferrigno and Green Makeup from the intro. Well, we tried again this week with Wonder Woman, and the results were less disheartening. It was much more hokey than a show would be now and some of the effects were laughable by today's standards, but it was more entertaining right off the bat, and the pacing was better. Both my kids engaged with it quickly, and for me, it didn't exactly hurt that back in the day I had a major crush on Linda Carter. She's still absolutely stunning. My son has also expressed interest in watching the A-Team. I think he would like it. Any other suggestions? Knight Rider, Dukes of Hazzard, $6 million man. I look forward to hearing your thoughts. Keep up the good, not just mediocre work. We're working toward it, Brian. We may be good by the end of the year. I don't know. Fingers crossed. Uh, I gotta say, Six Million Dollar Man. I've not, se- I've never watched an episode of Six Million Dollar Man. It was a little bit before my time, and and though I know the Six Million Dollar Man, and I watched the uh, the reunion movies they did in the '80s and late '80s, I just, I, I, I've never watched an episode of the original. Um, Duke's a Hazard. I don't know that it holds up the same. I just don't. Maybe it does, because there's a lot of car chases. Duke's Hazard is not bookended by car chases. There's a lot of car chases throughout. So it may hold up for you. Knight Rider could hold up. I don't know. I've not revisited it in so long. So I don't know. I I think the A-Team holds up a little bit. I mean, outside of, you know, obviously the fashion and the hair is a lot different, but it's still funny and there's still some funny stuff. Murdoch is always gonna be funny and Mr. T is I feel like Mr. T transcends generations. <laughs> and I wish the hook I wish the hook um held up. And and I understand that it doesn't and that's fine. But man though I wish because I love that show. To this day I love, love, love that show. Um so yeah. If you have an email, if you want to chime in on any of these things that we've touched on in these emails, geekoutonline at gmail.com. That's the place to email. Geek at gmail dot com. I want to get into some collecting stuff that I didn't get into last time. Um this is brought to you by our entertainment earth links at geekoutonline.com and geekoutpodcast.com. See what I did there? If you collect, entertainment earth's a great place to collect from. Um You know they're going to be able to pre-order stuff for you. You're going to be able to get in on stuff. Everything from Funko stuff to Star Wars to uh, Mattel, Hasbro, Marvel, DC. All the stuff is there. Uh, Check them out. Use the links that you'll find provided for you at geekoutonline.com and geekoutpodcast.com. Trading cards. I've I've put a little bit of a stall on them to save up money. I I, I actually I've still got a lot. I've got to organize and stuff, and I'm working on a blog reviewing the the first uh set that i really dug into that being the gremlin set a little disappointed with the gremlin set not gonna lie to you but uh overall it was fun digging through i love just putting sets of cards together it's just a it's a great thing um here's what i've done i've got gremlins gremlins 2 and back to the future 2 completed and uh, i'll be posting reviews of each of those sets on geekoutonline.com the other day I, I wasn't going to buy anything for a while because I had kind of um really spent too much at the point but I found a great lot on eBay of Empire Strikes Back and Star Wars cards that I just couldn't pass up there were multiple series of Star Wars cards represented they didn't end up being in the best shape like the picture did not do did not really uh, the Star Wars cards I'm talking about the picture didn't really show how bad a shape these things were actually in not that they were in bad bad shape they just weren't as in great a shape as you'd like them to be um but uh but man i i just couldn't pass it up hundreds of them and stuff that i didn't already have in my collection like a lot of the empire strikes back i don't have any until this until i got in on this set i didn't have any of the series two or three of the empire strikes back sets and um and so it's been cool to kind of snag those and see some of the stuff because there are some great shots that just aren't in the movies or they're better. I'm telling you, Tops did Star Wars cards right back in the day, unlike today with the Star Wars Tops card trader app, but let's not go down that path. Um, I did pick up a Goonie set that I had to buy the set completed because I just could not find a box. I like to find uh, wax boxes of stuff and try to put my own sets together that way. But the Goonies set is just so rare. The Goonies cards were just so kind of rare that I found a good deal on a set and um and so I, I haven't started to kind of I haven't put those into a binder yet, but I'll be doing that soon. And of course, again a review will be posted up of those on geekoutonline.com. I bought a box of Tron cards they were from back in the eighties and and I haven't even opened it yet, uh, because I told Shaz I'd figure out a way to wait till he was around. Um but I'm loving it. I'm loving going through these cards in my free time and and, uh, and figuring out a way. If you know a good way to take pictures of trading cards, let me know. Because I'm trying to get it where there's not glare, but you can kind of see the card good. Uh, I've got a scanner, and the scanner just doesn't quite... It's not high-res enough for me. The The camera on an iPhone is so much better than even the scanner is. If I can just figure out a way to, to get a good shot of these cards um, without without getting a lot of glare on them uh i've had to do a lot of fancy um cropping of of pictures and stuff to because i have to take it a certain angle and everything and so if 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 anyone if any of my photographic friends out there um can help me out and you know you know better than i do then just shoot me an email geekoutonline out online at com. geek out online at com um so here's what happened though here's what i was i was back in hazelhurst georgia down in south georgia and at my old house i still have a lot of stuff there that didn't make it up in the move just because i didn't have room on the truck for some stuff and um and i went uh i went there my brother still lives there and i went there and i went in what used to be the star wars room and i went into one of the closets where you know i just said i'll just put all the stuff in this closet and be out of your way and i pulled out an old blue tackle box. without It doesn't have shelves or anything in it. It's just an old blue tackle box that I've had since I was three or four years old. I mean, this is a tackle box that has been with me through most of my life. And in that tackle box has always been where I kept my trading cards. And so, I have my old Empire Strikes Back cards that are beat to crap. I mean they've got my initials on them some of them have my full name on the back Um, these things are I want to figure out a way probably what I'm going to do with them is one of these days get them matted and framed even though they're ratty and nasty because they are a foundation of my collecting they're a foundation of my Star Wars geekdom these cards are so very special to me because these are the cards that I had as a child where I would just sit and look through them and 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 just look at before I could read, just look at the pictures. And then as I started to learn to read, you know, read the story again on the back of the cards and and uh and 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 oh I would just spend hours looking at these things and there were some that I liked more than others of course and and they had the, the original Empire Strikes Back opened uh with the first 10 or 12 cards were character file cards so you could read on the back about these different characters you know and and how tall they were and where they were from and different little factoids about them and that sort of thing and um and i love them they're just beat to they're beat to all holy heck and so um and they're ugly and they don't deserve to be framed by anyone but someone who just grew up with them and loves them and so maybe I'll do that with them one day but also what was in that box were teenage mutant ninja turtle cards um the cartoon series uh i, I had almost I, and i've got to go and these are things i've got to go through and organize because they're in great shape because i got them as an older kid and i wasn't beating them to crap um and and i don't remember if i had the whole series or not uh... the gremlins two cards that i thought i had thrown out were there so i've got a ton of gremlins two cards So if you need some extras if you if you want to put together a gremlins two set get in touch with me let me know i'll be willing to let go of tons of them maybe we can make a trade if you've got some stuff worth trading if you want to trade some stuff we can do that um... what else is in that box Oh, batman the first series of batman cards i think i had every i don't think i ever got the one card i needed to complete that series. When I go back through to check them out, I will. But those those cards are not going to be the best, because they I think they do have rubber band stress marks around some of the edges. Dick Tracy, ladies and gentlemen. Dick Tracy was one of the first sets of cards that I remember being glossy on the front, and having more of a glossy feel than just a cardboard feel. Um, and I don't know why I collected Dick Tracy cards. It's not a movie that I got to see when it was in theaters. But I uh i i was i was collecting It was just a colorful set the the characters were very colorful and you know and 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 interesting to look at and uh and and so i may have a whole set of the dick tracy cards again stuff i gotta go through marvel cards i've got like a couple of sets of marvel cards in there that i gotta i'm like why have i not been displaying why have i not put these things in binders so that i can just kind of pull them out and look through them and check them out every now and again i think i've got both the first and second series of marvel cards from back when they first started out with them Uh, not all the holograms though and that was around the time that bubble began to really expand with the trading card industry and then I also have Casper the Friendly Ghost trading cards from the movie from Casper the movie circa 1995 yes I was 18 years old yes I was getting ready to go to college Uh, I just that movie at that time um, basically pansy teenage Steve really resonated with me and um (laughs) and uh and so I, i it doesn't resonate with me anymore because i'm not pansy teenage steve but i thought I, you know i was trying to be that softy in touch with my feelings guy that i thought all the girls liked or whatever no um but i do have those and i'll keep those i'll go through i've got a ton of them i've got more than i ever wanted so so many more sets to go after it's a new you know the thing is you can spend a lot of money on it but for a lot of the sets that i'm really kind of wanting to go after it can be pretty cheap and it can be hours of just mindless entertainment because of the way that i i I sit down and i go through my cards because i will take these i like to buy the wax boxes number one because it's just cool to have these old wax boxes but number three wait number two number three got to be your bull my point is this i'll open like four to eight packs and then i'll start to organize them and the way i organize them is and 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 um and i saw someone i think it was Derek when he was doing his back in the future he just had them set out on the table like all of them and what i do is i do stacks of 10 or stacks of yeah stacks of 10 um kind of, what one two stacks of nine stacks of nine well, 10 once you get into the tens. Here's my point. So I'll do a stack that like all the ones go in that like 1 through 9. Then I'll do a stack where it's all 10 through 19. Then I'll do a stack where it's all 20 through 29, and et cetera, et cetera up and, you know, as far as many stacks as need to be done. Usually it's going to be eight. Uh, a lot of these card sets are like 88 cards. Um, you know, 88 to 90 cards. And then I will go back through each stack and organize them and pull out the you know, the doubles or whatever and, and have a stack here, you know, that goes from one to nine Then stack goes. from, And then once I get a full set, that's when I'll go start putting them in into the binders and that sort of thing. And it's just the way I've always, I've always done card collecting that way. I've always sat down or stood at a desk or sat at a desk or stood at my chest of drawers and would just lay out the cards that way. And that's since I was a kid, that's how I've organized them. And I just absolutely love it. And then to go through, um, just looking at all the all the pictures all the stuff i just love it i just absolutely love it it's such a fun hobby and and i'm amazed at some of the deals that can be found for for some of the stuff that's just i'm like man and it's because late 80s early 90s there was so much of this stuff made and i found myself being disappointed at card sets that weren't made willow i'm looking at you i'm right in your general direction willow You let me down, Ron Howard. Coming soon to Netflix. Hello? One man will hold an entire town hostage. Who is this? To offset. Who is this? His expenses. If you want to support the shows, one of the best ways you can do it is by using Amazon uh, Shop. At geekoutpodcast.com and geekoutonline.com. I, I don't know what that means. If you want to support the show directly, I need you to tell me what to do. What should I do? You can do so through patreon.com. Patreon.com slash no! no! This fall clear your cookies all right as we uh roll into some other stuff tv is starting to come back fall tv is starting to happen i'm not caught up on everything uh agents of shield has happened i gotta tell you i gotta tell you about agents of shield they have they've they've tricked me um for several seasons now where i'm like oh this will be great and then it's just like oh my gosh i want to just never talk about the show again but i will say this so far this season they seem to be moving at a slower pace they've introduced ghost rider and they seem to be moving at a slower pace rather than just kind of throw out a bunch of wow factor early on um it, it seems like they're pacing themselves to to more or less build to something they've got a really interesting and creepy storyline going and because I have seen part of the, the this second episode that aired last night but I haven't watched the whole thing and what what's really tripping me out is is this is stuff that could roll right into dr. Strange I think I said this maybe last week I'm not sure no I haven't said this yet this is this is a great opportunity to tie into something like dr Strange and it makes me feel like that marvel studios uh, cinematic and tv are kind of thinking along the same lines you know and they're kind of working together with some synergy because whenever you start getting into the ghost rider side of things you get into that mystical part of the marvel universe you you you're skirting lines with mephisto who's going to skirt over into things like dorme moo and uh and 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 these various dimensions and everything that the doctor walks between and i'm i'm kind of hoping this is the thing this is this is the opportunity that that agents of shield has missed for the past few years and that is that they've only dropped in and out of moments of of these movies that take place rather than us actually getting to see some of the heroes that we love from the screen and and it's caused the heroes that we've seen on on this show to be a little less than stellar and to have... And I don't know why, you know, I'm sure there was some behind-the-scenes reason, but to cause Mockingbird to have to go away, I didn't like that at all. I thought they missed an opportunity to be able to translate her on into the movie situations, Adrienne Palaki, um, to, to transfer her into the movie situations and that sort of thing. I really... Um, I, I really... I, I mean, I have hopes for this show because they're trying. And they're trying to do something where they're not it's a change of formula but it's not a blatant change of formula it's a it's a nice evolution to the show i'm not saying i'm completely on board i i kind of watch it because of an escalation of commitment kind of thing and so i don't talk about it that much because i haven't enjoyed it that much but i've kept up with it um because every now and again they'll do something and it'll just kind of spike my little Marvel radar I don't know that Ghost Rider can carry the whole season. And I think that's the thing they got to be careful for. Is, is is they need to get this Ghost Rider thing cleared up sooner than later. So that, you know, it can be a thing that when he drops in, it's a big deal. It's a really big deal. I'm not really up to speed on most of the other TV that started to hit yet. I, I did watch Gotham. Um. And And it was there i mean i don't i don't know what else to say other than you know gotham happened so <laughs> um but movie wise speaking of doctor strange they're ramping up with different interviews and stuff ramping up their promotion of this movie you know where where they're talking about how he fits into the overall cinematic universe kevin feige has had some amazing things to say about doctor strange and it's good because they've got to sell me not that i'm not gonna go see this i'm gonna go see this movie. But this movie has a long way to go. I just don't have high expectations. So maybe that's good. Maybe it's good that I don't have high expectations for it. But um, what the vi- it, it comes down to the visuals I've seen. Um, if you go read Steve Ditko's old stuff and you read kind of through some stuff that, that they've done with Doctor Strange, it's always more psychedelic than it is kaleidoscopic and inceptionish. Um and And I was really hoping for just some wild, crazy, off- the-wall, almost uh you know 60s, 70s type psychedelic type stuff um and and it, and unfortunately, it doesn't look like they're quite going that way, but i will my butt will be in a seat for that movie, and I'm really looking forward to it um, and as much as I'm looking forward to being in the movie theater for another superhero movie um, However, something interesting has taken place this week and it's worth noting that suicide squad has knocked off iron man as the 50th highest grossing movie of all time and they've broken into the top 50 movies of all time uh knocking off iron man the original iron man the holy grail of superhero movies in in the modern day um it it's that movie just keeps chugging along that movie just keeps keeps doing its thing man and i I can't can't fault people for going to see it. It was a fun movie. It's a good movie. It is. I don't know that it's necessarily the turnaround for DC movies yet. I, I'm hoping that that'll be Wonder Woman and the Justice League. But I just you know read this review, read this report over at ComicBook.com, and I was really kind of I was shocked. I was shocked. I was I was really surprised to see that that took place. Not only that, but there. They've grossed more than what Captain America Winter Soldier did. I really thought Captain America Winter Soldier was up there higher into the top 50 than they were. Um, That blows my mind. I didn't realize Captain America wasn't even in the top 50. Captain America Winter Soldier. Because that's a good dang movie, ladies and gentlemen. That is a really good dang movie. Now, understand, when you get to... um, When you get to these the the you know, in, in that top twenty five or top about bottom twenty five of the top fifty, you're not talking by, you know, nothing's blowing anything out of the water in those in those ranges. It it's all real tight and close, but it's just interesting that Suicide Squad's there. Jamie and George in the chat says that Iron Man is kinda slow. The original he's fallen asleep watching a couple times. I disagree, Jimmy. I the 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 last few times I've watched it I've really been engaged with it and really enjoyed it. It's a magical little movie. I want more Obadiah Stain. I wish he didn't die. I would have loved to have seen him come back in some future installments because I love Jeff Bridges, man. I I I, I don't know that I fully. I mean, I, it's fine if that's your take on it, um, but for me, I've not, I've not, I've not had that same experience. Also, I finally saw Ghostbusters, and I have a question. What's the problem, everybody? What is the problem? who doesn't like this movie it is a good fun movie and unfortunately because everyone wanted to complain and gripe and stuff we're not gonna we're probably not gonna get any more sequels we're not gonna get any sequels of this and i would love to spend more time with this crew i would love to see this thing fleshed out especially with the coda at the end of the credits you know that's really an interesting situation um the cameos were fine i didn't need the cameos they had there not but i appreciate that they had the cameos um i didn't, but like i said i didn't need them i do think the original and ghostbusters 2 are funnier than this particular ghostbusters but i think that's due to um i think it's due to the fact that men are just funnier than women am i right no, i'm kidding i'm kidding get your fingers off the home keys don't be emailing me no i think that Melissa McCarthy and Kristen Wiig played two similar characters. I I think that they're. Let me rephrase that sentence. I think the characters that Melissa McCarthy and Kristen Wiig played were too similar, and rather than be good, you know, one being a straight person for the other, um, for the other's comic personality, they just kind of went back and forth with who was who was dropping the comedy, and both of those. Both of those women are hilarious when allowed to be just off the wall hilarious, and I think that Holtzman stole the show because she was the craziest, most out there. Patty was fantastic, um, but I, I think that there was a missed opportunity. And I think that given given one of those one of those ladies, maybe in this case Kristen Wig, just do the bridesmaid thing where Kristen Wig's more the straight person and. And Melissa McCarthy is just kind of the off the wall. And they tried to do that a little bit, but it got reeled in some. Um, because I don't think they knew how to make them intelligent and funny. And, and that's unfortunate because funny takes intelligence. Trust me, I know I'm not smart enough to be funny. Having said all that, I really enjoyed this movie. I liked the story. There were parts where I really did laugh. Um, it was fun it was a fun exploration of the origin story it was a fun explanation of you know their equipment and everything as as you go through i love the uh my favorite my favorite cameo was annie potts when she's at she spoiler alert she's at a hotel desk and she's on the phone when they walk up and then she turns around she's like what do you want oh it was great it was fantastic that to me was the best cameo of the movie, it it got the biggest pop for me, if you will. Um, even the State of marshmallow Mellow Man got a Mellow Man, Man uh, got a cameo, and that was great. It was just, it was such a fun movie. Uh, I'll be talking about it more apparently, hopefully soon, on Raise the Cult podcast with Derek and Sheena, and uh, talking about my thoughts on on that particular movie. But I I just want to, when it comes, it's going to be available on video uh is it already out did it come out yesterday on demand i'm not sure on digital i don't know it's going to be available soon and um and i get it i just uh, i encourage you i i beseech you i bequeath you no no you don't bequeath bequeathing means i'll leave this to you i beseech you get this movie watch it enjoy it love it And you never know i mean it could be that this thing on the home video market does really well and if that's the case then um then uh then then we may be seeing we may be seeing more it what's coming out on blu-ray apparently there's an extended edition and i'm not sure what that has um added into it i think it's like 20 extra minutes and uh that's fine that's fine I'll, I'll gladly take 20 more minutes of, of of the ghostbusters with this crew but uh check it out go see it it's the ghostbusters one thing i forgot to mention when i was talking about collecting stuff was um i already mentioned the Force friday is this friday coming up yakface.com has a checklist of things that are apparently coming out um with uh with force friday. I don't know if this is all coming out on Force Friday, but here are the things that we're aware of um coming down the line in the three I'm gonna hit some high points here, some things that I'm kind of excited about and wish I could get my hands on. In the three uh and three quarter inch uh line you got Jen Urso, you got K two SO, uh Kylo there's a Kylo Ren. I, I don't know what version of Kylo Ren that's gonna be. Sabine is going to be available. Um, Kanan in stormtrooper disguise. They're re-releasing a Ray, which is good. They got A Leia from Star Wars Rebels coming out. They've got Orson Krennic, director Krennic, uh, Cassian Andor. They got Cheerit coming, and they've got a Gen. They've got two Gens coming in. In I guess maybe two separate waves: one from Jeddah and one from Iadu Iadu And And uh, so that's it's a good look. I'll say this: looking over this list. Of three and three-quarter inch figures, the first two—I think this represents the first two or three waves uh, of this Rogue One line. Already better selections than what we were given for Force Awakens. It is a better selection of figures than the Force Awakens selection was. Just—I'm just being honest. Uh, they've got some two packs coming with Moroff versus a Scarif stormtrooper squad leader. Moroff is this big, big bear-looking thing uh rebel commando powell versus interior in the versus a death trooper poe dameron in uh in a weird rebel garb versus a first order stormtrooper bays this is the only place right now you'll be able to get bays to have him be part of the rogue one crew uh versus a stormtrooper and darth maul as the old master versus the seventh sister that's that's pretty awesome straight up uh that's that's one that i'm excited about um the vehicles that yak face lists that are going to be available are the a-wing harrison doulas a-wing with Hera, uh u-wing fighter with cassian andor um tie striker with an imperial tie fighter pilot uh the at the ad and this is the one i think that is going to be like 300 dollars. it comes with generso and a droid c2 b5 i think this is the one that you can remote control with a, with an app on your phone uh they've got a y-wing scout bomber with canaan i think they've already had these are these are repacked it looks like ezra, ezra with a speeder bike i still see him on the shelf sometimes imperial speeder bike uh, with the atdp pilot i, I think i have that an assault walker with the first order stormtrooper the black series six inch black series and that's where i love this stuff that's that's the that's the ones that i've gotten completely addicted to um they're re-releasing ray and bb8 which i and with a lightsaber this one's gonna have the lightsaber with it which i think is really cool um and it means i'll probably pick it up uh even though i already have ray and bb8 uh just to have her in there with a lightsaber i think is just rad do people say rad but new ones uh are uh that they have listed here jen urso the aforementioned jen Cassian Andor of Iadu. Now the Jen Urso is listed as from Jeddah. Um Kmart's gonna have an exclusive gee whiz. Kmart and Kmart is closed down in this town that I'm at. Uh of Jen Ersu from Iado and or Iadu and um and uh and that's kind of bummer that bums me out a little bit. And um sorry I'm got distracted here um Cassian Andor from yadu k2so six inch again death trooper kylo ren unmasked so uh he will be the unmasked kylo but he won't have the melty vader helmet and stuff with him director krennic which i've seen one of those like i've seen where someone snagged one of those and he looks amazing the scare of stormtrooper squad leader and a c3po resistance base c3 that means he's going to have the red arm dang it I've not seen a picture of this. If anyone has a picture of that C-3PO and you can put a link up in the chat, I'd appreciate it because, um, I, uh, I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm not digging, um, I'm not digging the red arm. And if it's not going to be like, if they're going to do a good black series figure, they really need to do the vac metalized version of him and not like the, the painted on gold. Last night I received, a a a text and I I want to see if I can find it. Uh someone had actually run up on some figures in a store and they weren't able to buy them. Um and uh and I wanna see these were the yes. These are the Walmart exclusive black series three and three quarter inch um crimson guards, Emperor's Guards, and they look amazing. There, There's also an Ahsoka hanging on this peg. Oh, that's so bad. Uh, they've also going to have... And then Derek sent me a picture. He found a Lando, a General Lando, and an Admiral Ackbar in that three and three-quarter inch uh, Black Series exclusive from Walmart. It's... Uh, I hate to be... Mm, I don't like to be negative about the things that I love. <laughs> because I do love star wars collecting i really 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 do um but man i just hasbro is just fleecing us for all they can get out of us and it's usually just based on packaging and stuff so as you know i'm into the hot Wheels stuff as well and and there's been a whole chunk of hot wheels that just didn't make it to shelves it seems like because what's coming out here coming soon according to this list is a is a Jen Erso character car, uh, Stormtrooper and Death Trooper character car, two-pack. Luke Skywalker and a Rancor character car, two-pack. Oh, man. They've got some car ships, which I don't know that I dig the car ships. I like the character cars and I like the actual ships, but I don't know that I dig the car ships. Um, they've got some starships coming, Partisan X-Wing Fighter and a Rebel U-Wing Fighter coming in single packs, and a TIE Striker and X-Wing Fighter coming as a two-pack. And a Planet series. Are they doing... Is it just planets? Or are these cars based on planets? They're Walmart exclusives. I'm going to... I'm going to have to go check them out, if nothing else. So, um, yeah, I forgot to talk about that. I Look, I don't know that I'm going to be able to go midnight. I don't know that I'm going to be able to even collect that much. But man, oh man. I just feel like the selection's better than it was for Force Awakens. I really do. I, I got to give it to Hasbro for putting together a better figure selection for this particular movie than they did for force awakens and i don't know if you blame hasbro for that if you blame jj abrams i don't know if you blame lucasfilm but i gotta give it to hasbro the selections better now i'm not saying the figures are necessarily great quality i've not seen a lot of them a lot of people have problems with some of the stuff they've seen i the only problems that i've had as far as hasbro figures goes with with the newer stuff lately and that being lately being in the past year Uh, the, the Walmart exclusive Black Series Leia looks horrible, as does the, the Black Series Han, the, the Walmart exclusive three and three quarter inch Black Series Han. Some of the face sculpt, the, the Ray sculpt is weird where she's almost shoulders are hunched sometimes, but, you know, uh, other than that, I haven't had a real problem with these figures. I don't have a problem with the five points of articulation. I have a problem with the, the price points, but other than that, um, I don't really have a, uh, a problem with the with the five points of articulation oh yeah the six inch 3po is kind of bumming me out because i feel like they need to be doing the vac metalized situation and then well there's one that's kind of vac metalized but that's the bandai star wars force awakens model kit this is the black series It's just kind of that dull paint thing looks like they're bringing are they bringing anakin back i don't know there's a six inch qui-gon here in this from this oh from the this is from the san diego comic-con presentation i'll be glad for him to bring anakin out i I had a chance to buy anakin a couple of times and for whatever reason i passed it was early in my black series collection i'm like well i don't have to catch them all and now i regret that not catching them all hey before we go let's get into uh let's do some snippets if i can find that um if I can find that old annoying intro that I put together, of the old for the old snippets here, snippets. Cause I've got some snippets. Whoopah! Snippet. snippet, 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 snippet. Whoop-a! snippet smallville's coming to hulu ladies and gentlemen october 1st smallville hits hulu why is that a big deal because i love smallville this is this is I sh- i don't know that there's been a show on television that i've looked forward to watching the way that i look forward to watching smallville for 10 years um and do i have it on dvd yes is the dvds are the dvds on storage yes so am i looking forward to smallville on hulu you better believe it i just love the i love the idea of getting to rewatch Smallville and i i don't know that i've really revisited the series since the uh since the finale and i'm looking forward to revisiting the series and i'm looking forward to not only revisiting the series but also um i'm looking forward to uh talking about the series as well if you haven't noticed in 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 your twitter feeds or whatever uh Starkville House of L is going to return, and Derek and I are going to cover the episodes of Smallville that we missed. And what's really interesting is, aside from like that seventh season, there's a huge bunch of, of Smallville that Derek and I didn't cover together in the eighth, ninth, and tenth season. So we're looking forward to going through the entire series together and, um, and covering some Smallville. People are asking, "What does this mean about Starkville Labs? What does this mean about your Supergirl coverage?" I don't know. I don't don't know. I just know that we're looking forward to uh, talking some Smallville again, and uh, everyone has already like started to resubscribe to that feed, and they've and you've been great to post reviews and ratings and stuff, and have really helped that show. Uh, jump up there on the itunes we thank you for that i'm excited just to watch smallville again unfortunately though with smallville coming to hulu cw is no longer on hulu this is really messing me up and they're touting this app they have that's free but here's the problem cw your app's not available on itunes or on on apple tv um and i can airplay it but your app sucks i'm sorry watching tv through your app is not fun uh, I was really disappointed to see Hulu leave or, or CW leave Hulu. And that's the way a lot of these networks, it seems are going. I just, I, I think it's unfortunate that they're, they're, they're trading. They're really trading down because their app is not up to snuff and they need to get it. If they're going to have an app like that, they need to get it up to snuff and they need to get it on to, um, to, to platforms like Apple TV as quickly as possible. Uh, oh i moved away from my drop oh man stupid steve terrible radio personality not that i'm a radio snippet uh this this caught my eye from um comicbook.com rom wanted for the murder of gi joe and this led me into a an article reading about a a promotional thing they put up where rom the space knight Is listed as being wanted for G.I. Joe and this comes out of Revolution number one a series that is being put out by IDW publishing um, and this is all the crossover that we were promised is going to start happening this is G.I. Joe Transformers Rom the Space Knight this is going to introduce mask into the IDW universe this is going to introduce visionaries and all this other stuff. I am I was look there was a panel in this thing where they're talking about what you've opened up to. Micronauts. Maybe that's not visionaries. Maybe that's Micronauts. But I'm just, one of the things I was surprised was this whole revolution. I picked up the comic because I was like, are you serious? This is happening now? And I pick up the comic and it opens up on Action Man. Action Man. Hello. He was like the poor man's GI Joe, wasn't he? But there he is in this cover and um it idw has kind of fallen into the same trap with this crossover that uh that it appears marvel and dc has fallen into have fallen into with their crossovers they've got a nice checklist on the back and that's cool um there's a lot of little fill-in things to fill in for the revolution mini series that they're going to be doing um but at the same time um you're also kind of stepping into the middle like this is not I don't know I guess I picked it up okay I guess I figured out what was going on just fine um but I still felt like I was jumping in the middle of something that I I needed some setup for in some other ways because there are a few things that are that are truth in this comic that I don't understand how they're truth one of which being Soundwave is working with Optimus Prime uh Soundwave's a good guy doesn't make sense however i'm really excited about this i love this is like for me this kind of crossover is like um it's it's really like playing with different toys in my childhood love it snippet um you know i love coloring books you know i love to color we've talked about this before i'm not a fan of the adult coloring books um because they're supposed to be like relaxing but they're very stressful But catch this out. Catch this out. Catch this out. (laughs) Check this out. Um, Ilex Press uh, is putting out Marvel dot to dot books. Connect the dots. Um, Listen to what Marvel's uh, SVP of sales, the senior vice president of sales and marketing, David Gabriel, says. It's an exciting feeling to witness your favorite Marvel Marvel superheroes come to life as you follow the numbered path and connect the dots. With each number, a piece of the puzzle is uncovered and one of Marvel's greatest heroes is revealed. He's definitely the Senior Vice President of Marketing. marketing. It's an exciting feeling to witness your favorite Marvel superheroes come to life as you follow the numbered path and connect the dots. 20 dot-to-dot translations featured in the first volume, all created by illustrator Thomas pavit pavit's work has sold over 1.5 million copies it's been published in 25 different languages he's got his own he's got this thing they they say down to a science a thousand dot to dot so you start at one and work your way to a thousand i guess you can color things in i'm looking at a picture here oh man these things are so tiny i don't know that i'm going to be able to do this it's going to stress me out but they're colored so you end up now this is neat the numbers are colored so do you connect the dots and then color by number i hope so that would be amazing looking forward to it i'll i'll end up picking one of these things up and i'll review it that'll be that'll be the thing that happens that'll be the thing that goes on in my life i'll be like hold on i've got a I'm at 900. Just 100 more dots to go. 1,000 dot to dot. I mean, is this something you can set down and come back to? Snippet! Uh, this is pretty cool. Superheroes, according to comicbook.com, superheroes have beat out princesses as the most popular Halloween costumes. Okay. I'm down like a clown, Charlie Brown. That excites me. Uh whoa whoa stop it what is that crap stop it you bad bad website bad Ugh. for the last 11 years the most prominent costume on halloween involved a princess and typically a disney princess this year Marks the first time that superheroes have surpassed them on the top costumes list, when an estimated total of over three million children looking to wear their favorite hero garb is compared to 2.9 representing their favorite princess. Take that, princess! This is uh, part of NRF's Halloween costume or consumer top costumes poll, which was, con- was conducted by Proper Insights and Analytics. The full rankings here we go. Number one: action slash superhero. Well, that could be anything, because I'm looking down here at the other, and it's really bumming me out. Number two, princess. Number three, an animal, a cat, a dog, a lion, a monkey, etc. Number four, a Batman character. Number five, Star Wars character. How is Star Wars behind Batman? Children! Children! Get your stuff together. Oh, my gosh. Ty, a witch and DC superhero, excluding Batman. Number seven, Frozen character, Anna Elsa Olaf. Marvel superheroes number eight, excluding Spider Man who comes in at number ten behind number nine a zombie. I don't like this. I don't like this list. I think children number one, action slash superhero is a little like do you combine Batman character, Spider Man, Marvel Superhero, and DC Superhero and put it there? Because if that's the case, you've got to take them out of the top ten. Do you put Star Wars character in there? Because if you take Ugh I don't like Star Wars character being number five. We got to get up there, Star Wars characters. Next year, let's do it, gang. Children of the world, hear me now. Next year, Star Wars characters. Get all your friends to be Star Wars characters. Dress up as the Rogue One crew. Dress up as uh, the crew of the Ghost. Get you and some friends together and be Hera and Zeb and Sabine and Chopper and Ezra. Do it. Do it now. Do it. That's what... uh, Palpatine told Anakin that time he's like do it kill him kill him now well I shouldn't do it do it that's not nice Palpatine it's not nice to talk to people that way you should be ashamed yourself you mean old man you're mean man you're mean man Mr. Palpatine you're so mean hey man that's not cool stop it okay just stop it a couple more snippets for you ladies and gentlemen snippet i said snippet netflix uh has got some titles coming in october now luke cage is coming on september 30th marvel's luke cage i'll be looking forward to watching a little bit of that um i don't know that i'll binge all the episodes in one sitting as that takes some time but days and confused is coming to netflix if you've never seen days and confused that's one of those quintessential pop culture movies not really has anything to do with geek out loud but it's just one of those quintessential pop culture movies with a fantastic soundtrack the flash season two will finally be available on netflix in october supergirl's already there here's one that was really interesting to me robotech is coming to netflix now robotech was uh we used to back in the day when I was a child in the 80s, we didn't use the term anime or manga or manga. I don't like saying manga. Manga makes me feel weird when I say it. So I don't say manga. What we called these type cartoons were Japanimation. What's wrong with Japanimation? It's from it's animation. It's from Japan. We called it Japanimation. Robotech was a Japanimation cartoon. <laughs> and I never watched it. But it was one of those things that's like, I think I'd think this is cool if I would watch it. But I never did. So I'm I'm probably going to check out Robotech on Netflix, ladies and gentlemen. There it is. I said it. I have made the decree. I have decreed that as I have time, I will check out Robotech on Netflix as it is coming to um, Netflix, as I've already said, in the month of October. And if I don't like it, I won't watch it. If I like it, you'll hear it here first. I'm wondering... um, and I know that hopefully the Techno Retro Dads will listen to this soon. Um, uh, Jap Animation. Um, I'm wondering if they... did. Is anyone... Uh, let me ask you this. Let me just ask this question to the chat in general. Is anyone in the chat here who watched Robotech back in the day? And did you enjoy it? And is it something you think I would enjoy? Don't, don't project yourself on me. You just tell me, is it something you think I would enjoy? Okay, silence from the chat. That's fine. That's fine. There's a bit of a delay, so I I, I let that happen. Finally, ladies and gentlemen, last snippet of the show. Who used to do the tape to the desk thing? Anyone remember? Anyone remember? Snippet! Transformers 5. The last night. Transformers, the last night is already causing problems. There's already controversy uh, around it. Listen, I'm sure there'll be plenty of controversy when Transformers hits theaters, and I love it and everyone else hates it. But currently, uh, they're filming, this comes again via uh, via comicbook.com. Currently, the blockbuster is filming all over Britain as its production schedule carries on. The project pit-stopped at Blindheim Place in order to shoot several scenes, and those controversial shots apparently featured lots of Nazi propaganda. While that imagery is polarizing enough as is, the decision was particularly insensitive because of the filming location. Winston Churchill's ancestral home is in Blindheim Place, and it's no secret that the imposing political figurehead stood against the Nazi regime. Of course he did. We will fight them in the sea. We will fight them on the land. We'll fight them in the air. The prime minister fought against Adolf Hitler head-on during World War II as Nazi forces threatened to take over the United Kingdom. A British newspaper called The Sun first found the photos of the alleged scenes which showed the palace swathed With swastika prints, the building was draped with banners bearing the offensive symbol. and The paper even reported that on-set extras were wearing Third Reich uniforms. In light of the controversy, many British veterans are up in arms over the disrespectful shooting decision. Tony Hayes, president of the Veterans Association UK, told Variety the choice was a total disgrace. Blenheim is the ancestral home of our wartime leader, says Hayes. A lot of the older generation find it totally appalling. It is an insult. Um look i I don't know where I come down on this. I mean it's a filming location they cleared it with everyone they needed to clear it to uh clear it with rather and but at the same time do your do your research and maybe you know don't raise so many i don't know it people get sensitive about stuff, especially in Europe man that's a big deal you can't underplay. You can't under you can't underemphasize. You can't overemphasize. How about that? You can't under um, You can't overemphasize the struggle of Great Britain against the Nazis. I mean, these the, 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 London was being bombed, you know. There was there were all their blackouts every night so that, you know, the, the planes couldn't find their targets and stuff. Kids were being separated from families because, you know, for safety reasons and it's just yeah. Mmm maybe you know maybe pick a different place but here's the thing I don't want to ignore the controversy but I you have to ask the question why Nazis is this this is obviously if they're doing third right uniforms and they're and they're they're draping the swastikas all over the place i imagine we're seeing some flashback action and and we're seeing world war ii era stuff take place could this be an opening to bring gi joe into the transformers universe i'm just saying they've talked about doing it they've talked about doing it um For a long time now, and I think that when you start dipping into with the Transformers universe, you start dipping into real life wars and wartime stuff, it's gonna. mm, Well, I'll take you back. There was a comic series a while back that kind of took place, it was like an older version i don't know it got confusing there were two gi joe transformer crossovers out at the same time one was more modern one was like this world war ii stuff so maybe they're doing that i just think it'd be very cool to see i'm i'm on board i i don't mean to again don't mean to ignore the controversy but i am ignoring the controversy i just i, I think that oh that could be really cool Could be really, really cool. I have no music pick to go out on. Well when in doubt. I want to thank everyone who joined us live at mixer.com slash don't go anywhere yet everyone don't 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 turn off this show yet we're not done we're gonna to listen to some john williams while i talk and i need you to listen to a few things i know you've heard a lot already but i'm i'm begging you to hear this use the amazon links at geekoutonline.com and geekoutpodcast.com helps the shows out tremendously when you do Thanks. Now you can turn us off. Also, if you're still listening to us, uh, Patreon.com/slash/geekoutloud. Support the shows directly. We're working toward a daily Geek Out Loud. That I'm kind of excited the prospect of what the show could be. But we need your help to get there. If you want to interact with us between shows, at Geek Out Loud on Twitter, at Goliverse on Twitter, I'm at Steve Glosson. Facebook.com/slash/geekoutloud, and of course the email is geekoutonline at geekoutonline@gmail.com. Geekoutonline at gmail.com. Geek is a thing that's happening. Uh, I, I want the blogs to be good and so I take a lot of time with them and just kind of work on them intermittently between stuff. But um, hopefully we'll have that review of Gremlins up soon, sooner than later. And um, hopefully you'll enjoy it. There's all there'll be a reason to go there is what I'm saying and use the links that are there to get to places like Amazon, Think Geek, Entertainment Earth, and hopefully others coming soon. I thank you all for your support. I thank you for listening. I thank you for emailing. I thank you for downloading. I thank you for being here live at Mixer.com slash And I thank you for being my geeky friends. We'll come back next time with more geeky stuff. But until then, stay geeky, my friends. This is Steve Gloss, and we'll see you next time on Geek Out Loud.